Hey everyone, welcome to episode 107 of the Switch Focus podcast. I'm your host, Andy Corrigan. With me as always is Andrew Brown. Episode 107, pop, sound effect. <laughs> uh, he's been doing this every episode since we hit number 100. Uh, and we've also got a, a guest this week. We have uh, Tori Wassenaar. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, I always worry about pronouncing that surname. No, you nailed it, actually. <laughs> yes. Cool. Uh, so we've got a, a packed show. We're going to give some updates on the previous episode uh, on Grid Auto Sport, but on Two Point Hospital, a uh, little segment on Blasphemous. We're going to talk about the Indie World Direct because Nintendo really don't want to do uh, a full-on Direct just yet for some reason. Uh, and we're, of course, going to talk about Animal Crossing New Horizons. So uh, let's get into updates from the previous episode. Okay, Andrew, let's start with uh, Blasphemous. Uh, so you've do you, had you finished this last time we spoke about it? I did finish it last year uh, when it first came out, and I gave it a positive review in that episode, and I, I give it another positive review here because I replayed it. Uh, I decided completely on a whim that I wanted to do one of my longer written reviews for it for my website, so I decided mm-hmm. to replay it earlier in the week. Um, and I feel still very positively towards it, but I, I noticed a few things in this playthrough I didn't in the last one. Like, this is still a Metroid-style you know, adventure platformer, but one thing I didn't notice the last time I played through it is actually all the movement abilities are completely optional. You can hmm. beat the entire game just with the character's basic jumping and attacking moveset. There's nothing you can't reach as far as beating the game, like, you know, normally when you play Metroid, there's always some door you can't reach without the double jump or something like that. There's nothing really getting in, in your way is in terms of accomplishing that in Blasphemous. Uh, so all of the new movement abilities that you can unlock are, are much harder to find than just being given to you when you beat a boss. And you only use them to start working towards the true ending, which... I don't really know how I feel about that, actually, because it, it made getting that true ending a lot more work than it really should have been, because I felt like I was backtracking a lot more versus, you know, in a Metroid-style game, closer to that style. You, you just grab the new items when you're passing through the areas again, or maybe you make a special trip. In Blasphemous, it felt like I was making a special trip every single time mm-hmm. I went to get a new item. So it, it, it's an interesting game. I, I appreciate it for shaking up that Metroid formula, but... That was just what I noticed on this playthrough, and it, it did alter my my feelings a little bit. Not less positive, but just different. Hmm. That's an interesting take, because usually the, the whole movement stuff is, is exactly what gets you to those new areas. So. Well, I, I didn't even notice last time, because <laughs> I, I found those movement abilities anyway, and I was using them in the process of playing through the core quest, as well as doing some of the side quests. I actually did 100% completion for this playthrough, which is probably another reason that I noticed this. Um, mm-hmm. But on this playthrough, I, I didn't get those movement abilities until I was at the final boss. I reached that point and I was like, wait, I haven't even gotten... I don't want to say what the abilities are because they're very different, and uh, I, I want the player who plays this for the first time to be surprised, but uh, I realized when I got there, I haven't even gotten any of those abilities yet, and I'm almost <laughs> done with this game. So it's a very different take on a very familiar formula. Uh, have you played that one, Tor? Uh, no. I don't think I've even heard of it. it it's, it's Hollow Knight, but made with Catholic guilt. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my update is I've put some more time into Grid Autosport. So in the, the last episode, I'd, I'd gone over my experiences with the uh, mini Mario Kart wheel and how that um, worked with kart racers. Uh, I touched very lightly on grid because I'd only done a couple of races. Uh, so I wanted to do a couple of corrections on that as well. So I think in the, the last chat I accidentally implied it was more of an arcade game than it really is. I, I mentioned Ridge Racer, that's sort of more from the original grid, which was a. I think it was Race Driver Grid. And this is like a follow on, and this is what. The, the old Toka series came from, if, if you remember that. It's kind of like a spiritual sequel. So I've, I've been playing a lot of Grid over the last two weeks, a bit every night. Uh, I've just finished the Touring Cars discipline today and started on the, the Open Wheel discipline. Um, honestly, if I'd have got to this last year, I think this might have been my favourite port of a last-gen game for in the end-of-year discussions. Um, 
and uh, last week I sort of implied that it was pretty finicky with the wheel and it, it certainly is in comparison to the other races I were playing which were definitely arcadey kart races and once you get the hang of it uh, of the wheel with grid it, it's a complete joy to play um, there's just a, a distinct thrill from just learning to learning each course finding out what you can get away with and trying to cut down those those lap times especially in the the qualifying rounds and the practices and then applying that in the race with a full field of of cars ahead of you i was worried i wasn't going to find it but in in races you you know when you get that that sweet spot on the turn where you just know you've you've taken it perfectly yeah um, that that's that's very much alive and well in grid and with this mario kart wheel it's so good some of my uh favorite moments have been where i've i've won in diversity uh such as my front left tire popping on the on the last lap and having to account for that <laughs> around every corner which was really difficult i'll admit i used the rewind a couple of times uh just to get that uh race across the line and uh yeah, being stuck behind your in-game rival uh, for the whole race, only to overtake them like two corners from the end, and to take the race is is, is particularly sweet. Um, I think I'm going to have to bump up the difficulty at some stage. Like I don't drive in real life, uh, so I lack that uh, <laughs> the knowledge of how a car should feel and how a car should turn. Uh, so I play with automatic transmission. I play with the racing lying on. Uh, it's it's. You know, it's just enough for me to be able to, to play a racing game and, you know, play pretend that I can drive. <laughs> I like doing that uh, too. Yeah, I'm a big boy. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, great game. Absolutely great game. And if, if you're into serious races and, and you feel that's uh, an area that the, the Switch is underserved, I, I wholeheartedly recommend picking this up. It is very very good uh, and it doesn't really drop a frame even when there's a full pack of cars ahead of you and you're all just crunching into each other and bonnets are flying everywhere um, it just looks great it's fantastic I have to give it a shot yeah definitely um, the one thing I will say is uh, it's a bit tricky if you have the wheel it's a bit tricky to set it up for the pedals to be analog um, the, the, the base game does a great job if you're playing with pad of uh, accounting for not having analog like you you feel like you're driving well, but you don't. You don't feel like you're being helped. Um, oh, right. Whereas even setting it up for analog pedals, I still f- feel like the game's doing a little bit of the heavy lifting for me at times. Uh, but I can't drive. I'm fine with that. I don't know any different. Maybe cars do actually feel like that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't drive either. I just yeah. Let the walls do the steering. Yeah, but I, I'm just like <laughs> I'm just in this weird uh, thing where. I love sim races, even though I can't drive. It's it's just one of those weird, weird things. Um, you're not really a, a sim racing fan, are you, Andrew? No, they put me to sleep. Ah oh, man, I tried playing Forza a number of years ago, and just <laughs> oh god, so boring. <laughs> no, not even old school Gran Turismo. Probably not. I don't know. I haven't played it. I shouldn't say anything either way. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and the last update we're going to talk about is a uh, two-point hospital. Uh, Andrew, I believe you've started to... Your energy has bailed on you. Yeah, like, this is still a really good console sim game. It's just... Well, we just talked about racing sims. Uh, sim genres just really aren't my thing. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the deeper into two-point hospital I got, the more I felt like I was kind of playing an idle game where I was literally setting my hospital up to have the services it needs to provide and then just sitting there and pressing buttons when events come up like promotion yes promote them I I, I have yet to turn down a promotion <laughs> so <laughs> I just uh, and the levels are taking longer and longer and longer to finish and I just wasn't feeling very engaged with the game anymore so yeah I, i've i've moved on from it uh i think it's a good game I, it's just not my kind of game fair enough uh i haven't played it really since that last time uh the one other thing i was going to mention actually just while i think of it uh cause since you had that great experience with the uh, new super lucky's tale uh i downloaded it on game pass on pc to play while like watching tv and stuff and 
Um, I like that game a lot, but I did did some research and I can't really discuss it because the Switch version is very different, apparently. Bit of a, huh. a remix of levels. and. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, the uh, the camera, I think, yeah, was a big completely sticking point. Yeah, free, free camera in, in the Switch version, that's not available on on the pc version at all uh i don't know if they're they're gonna bring it but that, that i think that's neat that they uh put that extra effort in for the the switch version but uh i did like the pc version as well i think that's pretty good um i haven't finished it yet so i can't really you know comprehensively say whether i i, I really like it or not but uh digging it so far cool i think that's it from updates so we'll uh, jump into the latest switch news <laughs> And finally, we have some Switch news. We've been waiting for quite a while. Uh, still not a proper direct. We should be getting one next week. Hopefully. Uh, but real-world events probably slowing things down as well, I imagine. But, um, well, yeah. Uh, Jeff Grubb of GamesBeat, which is a very, a very small but very reputable video game reporting site, he has insider information that said this week there was going to be an Indie Direct, next week there would be a Nintendo Direct. And he said that before the Indie Direct was announced, and then the Indie Direct happened. And as I said, small site but reputable. I trust them. Uh, so I okay. I am sure in the coming week, probably the same day this episode will be coming out, there will be another Direct. Nice. Uh, this one was, of course, an Indie World Direct where they uh, announced a, a bunch of new indies that we can look forward to playing this year. Um, I'm just going to sort of go through the list, give the brief... Uh, description and then i'll get you guys to to pick your top three uh so first of all was uh blue fire which was a ninja fantasy 3d platformer uh boldo uh 3d isometric fantasy action adventure rpg looked uh very nino kuni-ish then there was i am dead which was a bit of a, a voyeuristic mystery puzzle game uh bark which stands for bio interstellar arc uh, 2D side-scrolling corp space shooter, uh, Cyanide and Happiness Freak Apocalypse, which is an adventure game based on that uh, super edgy web comic. Summer in Mara, uh, an adventure farming and crafting sim. Uh, Quantum League, uh, online competitive FPS. This one seemed really interesting because uh, it starts off as it's just you versus one other person, and then on the next round, you're joined by. A copy of yourself that performs the same actions as the last round and I, I think it goes to three rounds um, so a lot of room for interesting tactics in that I think uh, then there was The Good Life which is uh, Swery's new game uh, which is a slice of life murder mystery and debt simulator looked as wacky as, he, as he's known for as a developer uh, The Last Campfire which is a fantasy action puzzler Pixel Junk Eden 2 music platformer Faria, a digital card game. Elder Souls, top-down boss rush game. Uh, then we had the Sizzle Reel, which had uh, Blair Witch. That was a nice surprise. Uh, Ghost of a Tale, which is a stealth action RPG. Sky Children of Light, a free-to-play uh, journey game. Uh, Sky Racket, which is a shoot 'em up or shmup, as it's known in the biz. Uh, Superliminal, a perspective-shifting puzzler. Wingspan, uh, which is tabletop ad- adaptation um, assemble the best bird collection for your yard uh, Dicey Dungeons, uh, available on other platforms already, which is a RNG dungeon game uh, Bounty Battle, which is a mascot battler um, Moving Out, which is by an Aussie developer, it's a co-op um, management game where you're trying to move items out of your house uh, looks a little bit like Overcooked uh, and then their big surprise was Exit the Gungeon, sequel to Enter the Gungeon. Um, f- correct me, because I have it, but I haven't played it. Enter the Gungeon was like a top-down shooter. It's a twin-stick shooter roguelite. Yeah. Top-down view. And this one is like a side-on elevator ride, I think. It looked like Downwell with guns. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so... General thoughts on the direct. I I had no idea what I was expecting from this, to be honest. Uh, I think a bunch of people were hoping for a day one release of Silk Song. Uh, I think yeah, if that's going to happen, yeah. they'll they'll do that on a proper direct. But what what did you think overall, Andrew? I was pretty underwhelmed by this direct. I've got to be honest. Uh, wasn't much in there that got me all that excited. Fair enough. Uh, and you, Tori? 
Yeah, same. There wasn't a huge amount that got me that excited. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with that, might be hard. <laughs> so what what were your top three? We'll, we'll start with Tori. In no particular order, I'll just go down that list that you just read out. Yep. Um, Boldo, for some reason, actually kind of stood out to me a bit. I think mm-hmm. it was like the yep. art style and gameplay just looked... It's definitely one of mine. It looks uh, Studio Ghibli and... Uh, yeah, that... Nino Kuni. Yeah, definitely. Um, sort of a, a Zelda vibe. Yeah, just that sort of nice fantasy feeling, rather mm-hmm. than that sort of knights and dragons. It's just a, a bit calmer than that. Yep. Um, Quantum League. I'm a big FPS fan, and yep. this actually reminded me of a video from this. Um, uh, the video visual effects, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corridor Digital. They did a video. Like, that was this exact same concept quite a few years ago. And it's just... Seeing it come to fruition is really exciting. And moving out, probably. Just looks like chaotic party game fun to me. Yeah, that's a big no for me, because I, I don't like multiplayer that much. But <laughs> <laughs> Depending on the game. Um, yeah, you'd have to so, have people to play with. Uh, Andrew, what was uh, your top three? Uh, for me, it's got to be Baldo, because I like mm-hmm. action-adventure games. And that looked like a an interesting one, although it's hard to tell much of anything about these games from these trailers. Uh, The Last Campfire looks interesting. Um, I I really couldn't tell how much action there really is in this game. It looked like it might be more of a puzzle game where you just walk around and interact with things and try to figure out where A goes into A and B goes into B until you you solve all the puzzles. Maybe it's that. I don't know. (laughs) But it's from Hello Games, the people who made No Man's Sky, so... It could be interesting uh, to see yeah. a, a smaller project yeah. from them. Uh, and, you know, they, they started out making smaller pro- uh, projects. Uh, Joe Danger, that was one of theirs. I, I met them at Eurogamer when they were promoing that when it was a PS3 exclusive. Great game, by the way. Yeah, that that's definitely one of mine. Um, so it seems we've got a bit of crossover across the three, probably just because of how little that's really stood out. But the, <laughs> the other one I, that took my fancy was Eldest Souls. Um, I like the look of that for obvious reasons. <laughs> um, I just made fun of that one. Yeah. Uh, as soon as you hear the the name, you know what the combat's going to entail, mm. um, uh, and I'm fine with it. So yeah, that that's one of mine that I'm looking forward to. Uh, yeah. So that that was the uh, the direct. I do, I do have a an eye out on Quantum League. That does look super interesting. I saw the the design. It reminded me a lot of Monday Night Fights. Monday Monday Night, Night Combat. Combat. Monday Night Combat. That's it. Which was more of a tower defense game, uh, but the art style reminded me a lot of that. And uh, yeah, when I saw the the sort of echoing of your your previous round, I thought that was a, a really neat concept. Um, and yeah, so so it could be some interesting tactics in that. Okay, uh, before we move on to the big game, um, we'll just talk briefly about the uh, the dreaded coronavirus, COVID-19. Andrew, you're kind of in lockdown, been told to work from home, I, I understand? That just happened this weekend. Yeah, I'm home until at least May 4th. My work is going to reassess in the week before that. It could mm-hmm. be longer. <laughs> so uh, it's going to be an interesting month for me. Uh, and uh, Tori, you you still at work or working from home now? Yeah, working from home. I was already working from home beforehand, so yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm still at work, but yeah, there we go. With uh, the whole forced isolation thing, and with you know, you know, even having going to work, we're, we're staying in more and more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, uh, we're we're staying in equally as uh, as much as we can even over the weekend where normally we'd be out and about we would yeah i would <laughs> I, I i'm i'm talking from my from my household here andrew <laughs> america is not the world <laughs> actually i was more referencing the fact that uh even following the health guidelines this has barely affected my life so <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah if if there was ever a crisis that i was made for it is this one only go outside for work and food okay if you yeah. insist <laughs> and caffeine <laughs> oh yeah okay so the question is uh what massive game 
would you like to play while while you're being forced inverted commas inside on a viral vacation disclaimer um and i think andrew put this in the show notes as to avoid having to do it but uh we're not committing to doing this it's just just a a passing conversation andrew what was your game actually i put that disclaimer in there for your benefit but anyway uh i'd like to play Baldur's (laughs) gate i'd like to wrap up my master mode playthrough of breath of the wild i'd like to do a full clear of hollow knight (laughs) we'll see what happens (laughs) uh and you tori this is a really hard question um i actually don't know right like animal crossing right now but we're going to talk about that in a bit um I guess right now I've been playing uh, Doom sixty four on the Switch. Yeah. So I just uh, I just started that. It's very interesting. It's a very different take on the the Doom classic Doom. So yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm like two levels in, and I didn't realize it was such a bespoke product. I thought it was like you know the equivalent of a high def remaster. I didn't realize <laughs> it was such its own thing. What do you think of the purple demons? The purple imps. Oh. Yeah, they're, they're, they're interesting. They're <laughs> <laughs> um, it's It's so weird. It's such a weird um, mix of visual styles. I'm just not I'm just not used to seeing these sprites, so... Oh, wait until you see the pain elemental. Um, it's... I, I consider it the real Doom 3, personally. I've mm-hmm. played yeah. through it recently with some friends, and, uh, and Doom Eternal does actually have some tie-ins. Mm-hmm. to uh, that extra chapter, so I'm keen to get into that. Yeah, I, I said I, that months back. I think back in November when the game got announced, uh, this was Doom 3 before there was Doom 3. I'm, I'm torn yeah. on that, because I, I do like Doom 3, but it's a very different different take on Doom. If you're considering like so, sort of like a, a narrative, like mm-hmm. there's not much there to begin with, but 64 does pick up from where Doom 2 leaves off, and I think mm-hmm. 64 kind of is a part of the 2016 thing and and doom 3 is just its own i feel like doom 3 was was referenced in 2016 but they 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 sort of explain it in everything in lore and it's one of those like cyclical things and you've just finished doom eternal as well haven't you (laughs) yeah that was like two days (laughs) whoops yeah i picked that up i i'm totally in the middle of that uh venn diagram of uh, Animal Crossing and Doom fans. You mean that circle? Yeah, it's just a circle. <laughs> it's hard to prioritize and, which one to play. Uh, but, I mean, we'll get into why they're a beautiful partnership in a second. But um, <laughs> Early impressions on Doom Eternal, I can talk about it because it is coming to Switch at some point. I The, the combat starts 100 miles an hour and doesn't let up. Um, no, it just I'm, picks up from there. I'm not sure I'm digging the narrative as much as 2016 um i feel like 2016 got at this point anyway got that balance of feeling like a an adventure a narrative adventure and you know sticking to its roots you know of being a fast-paced arena shooter uh better than this does because this just at times flat out just goes i'm a video game and that's okay and i'm not sure how i feel about yet that yet i need to get further into it um Mm. Eternal tries to fill in a lot of gaps that 2016 yeah. left. Yeah, yeah, um, and I'm still confused about the starting point because it's just like, or like what happened in between. Yeah, so. yeah, um, they don't explain that. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> damn it. <laughs> um, to play, uh, fun as hell. That was accidental. Sorry, um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it to uh, for it to come to Switch because I'm I'm playing on. I'm playing this on uh, PC for the first time ever with mouse and keyboard. That instantly feels like a good fit for the game. I never played 2016 on on PC, so I, the Switch version is going to be my my controller playthrough. So we'll we'll see how that comes across. You'll need the gyro. Uh, I usually switch it off. I'm I'm, oh. I'm pretty handy with with FPS on controller because that's just how I've grown up. So oh, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, and um, with that, let's uh, move on to our what we've been playing this last week uh, and that's kind of obvious Animal Crossing New Horizons we were supposed to play that this week crap (laughs) yeah did that come out Uh, 
or, or, or as much of it as you can play. So, Animal Crossing New Horizons, this is going to be kind of a new segment for us. Uh, we're just going to catch in for a little bit every episode and just talk about how our island is going. Now, I have been looking at uh, Andrew's Twitter account with interest over the last week because he's been very excited about what he was going to name his island. Uh, is this is this where you announce it? Have you talked about this on Twitter? I lost track in the, the past day or so. It's it's in my display name, so ah, ah nice okay. to know it's... that I'm loved, Andy. <laughs> From afar. Um, literally, like, other side of the world. Uh, okay, so what is your island name? Stony Tide Island. I like it. I Any like reason? it too. Um, yeah, it's from a a story I was working on for a while, which was set in a, a town called Stoneport. So I no. I was like, eh, my town's not really a port. So <laughs> I changed it to Stony Tide. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Tori, what's your island called? Um, I went for a pun on my nickname, which is Dutopia. <laughs> nice. Um, now I. This is the first sign that I've been missing the football in the wake of the coronavirus thing. I called mine Anfield, which is obviously the home of Liverpool Football Club. We'll get on to the second uh, sign that I'm missing the football. In a... Is that the uh, the cold sweats and the dry heaving? Yeah, that yeah. too. The other withdrawals? <laughs> no, that, that, that might just be the virus. No. Do you want to talk for a moment about how Liverpool is being robbed of their, their rightful championship title? Yeah. Do you want to just take a moment? Yeah, I'll just I'll just take a second to talk about this. So we haven't won a league title in thirty years. Uh, I've I've waited my pretty much my whole adult life to see this happen, and then because of the escalation of coronavirus, uh, it the season has been put on hold. Two wins from us officially winning the title. Yeah, why this season? Why did it have to be this season? I don't know. The good thing is we've got a 25-point lead, so when it does resume in June, we just need to get two wins from the, the nine remaining games. Um, it is still a, a possibility that they end the season and mark it null and void, but at this, this moment everyone seems committed to finishing. They've pushed international tournaments back to next year to let European leagues finish, so I'm, I'm still hopeful we'll get there. Um, they've earmarked like early June, um, even if it's with empty stadiums as the the AFL in Australia has been coping but yeah that wasn't nearly as angry as i was hoping yeah i'm 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 at sort of resigned disappointment at the moment <laughs> i did see a funny uh, john oliver video that's the only reason i knew about this <laughs> he talked about <laughs> yeah it's it's sad but we'll get it i'm sure we'll get it Apparently, the, all the clubs did a vote, and only two said that we shouldn't win it if if the season gets called off. The others wanted us to have it. I think mostly because it benefits them because they're in in better positions than they were hoping. So. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, now let's talk about Animal Crossing because I need to cheer up now. Uh, okay, so uh, I think me and Tori will have similar islands based on our location. Did you choose Oceana? Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea what it means. It just looks like a normal Animal Crossing island to me. Andrew, you're in the Northern Hemisphere. How's your island faring? What does that look like? Well, it's just in spring right now, and it's uh, I chose an interesting river configuration mm-hmm. where my island is bisected by a river, which I think every island has a river that cuts yep. all the way across it, more or less horizontally with offshoots around it, but mine actually has a loop built into it. So there's mm. like a, a smaller island in the middle of my island. I thought that was yeah. Mine has that. Yeah, I mine thought has that, that was an interesting shape. So I went for that. Uh, the thing that bugged me was when they said go find a place to put your tent. Uh, I had this ideal remote location in mind, and it, it was <laughs> I, it was gated off. I couldn't get to it. Yeah, you I, can't I don't get over the river. We'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and who joined you on your trip to the island, Tori? Me, I've got. Charlie's, Charlie's, and Igly. Andrew, I have Tank, who is a, a rhinoceros with a leaf for hair, and I have Frida, who's a sheep whose hair makes a little hamburger pattern, which amuses me. <laughs> uh, I've got Agnes, who seems to be some sort of boar or pig, uh, and Teddy, who is, of course, a turtle. No, he's a Teddy. He's a bear. <laughs> 
Uh, I'll be honest, uh, Animal Crossing uh, New Leaf was my first real go at Animal Crossing, so I had always assumed these animals were all like randomised and progen, but not as I've learned in the discourse leading up to (laughs) the release of this one. People are passionate about their their animals they have in their villages. Yeah. Like, there's an actual underground market of trading villagers in the newly version <laughs> of the game. It's kind of disturbing. Uh, it is fun getting to know them, though, because they've all got their own little weird quirks and personalities. Um, and what's your native fruit, Tori? I got pears. Andrew? Oranges. Apples for me. We all have to trade. Yeah. And how do you do that? Because I haven't figured that out. Uh, we go we go visit each other's islands and just drop them on the ground. Ah, I did end up with three oranges, and I have no idea. Your mom gives happened. them to you. That's right, in the letter. Yeah. yeah. Your first, maybe the second day? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you get a letter from your mom which has three foreign fruit in it, which you should immediately plant, because then you can get trees, which give you an unlimited supply of that fruit. That is a good idea. I knew I'd been holding on to them for some reason. Yeah, so uh, you arrive on the island having decided to just get yourself away from the world, which is a great analogue for everything that's hap- happened in like the last couple of years, and especially now, um, where Tom Nook has set up a deserted island package uh, to take you to a place where it's no longer deserted because you're bringing people along with you, and there's a the whole airline set up. Uh, and uh, yeah he sets you up with a tent and yeah you start about your living your life Um, I'll joke at this point that um, Animal Crossing for those that have never played it is kind of like a a being nice to each other simulator which is good for me because I always like to use games to do things I I can't do in real life (laughs) it's it's impossible to be nice to other people right now yeah Uh, well literally because you have to stand like two meters away from them I was going to say you can't (laughs) <laughs> from that distance. <laughs> and also, if you're new to the game, you don't realise what a crook Tom Nook is. I disagree on that. No interest loan. Pay it back at your own time. It's pretty good. <laughs> you're um... a crook, Mr. Nook. Judge, won't you throw the book at the pirate? If you get that reference, I love you. <laughs> uh, maritime law, yep. <laughs> Gareth Chute Scory, right here. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, as you start developing your island, uh, you'll get other animals start coming to move in. You'll you'll start, uh, particularly in this one, it's very different where you're starting a whole civilization from scratch. Really, so you you all start off in tents, and then you'll you'll pay off your moving in fees, which uh, uses a new currency, which we'll get into very shortly, uh, and then you can start building a house and. You'll eventually work up to getting all the things you need to uh, to sort of start building the things you want and, and setting up things how you want. And, th- and this has been where uh, I feel the game has had the biggest change. Uh, crafting is now a particularly big part here. Um, it it kind of feels like a almost like a, a very, very, very light Minecraft where you're, you're just constantly getting the stuff to improve your gear, to make new things, to design your island um how you want um my memory is sketchy but i'm pretty sure in the last game none of the tools uh, broke no. so that's a thing the axe did keep... but uh, and so you keep you keep crafting them um you get the resources from the island you go around getting wood from trees you find sticks by shaking the trees or just picking them off the ground you get rocks and an iron ore from from hitting the bigger rocks uh, you can, I guess, you can also buy tools from from Timmy. Uh, I don't know if they're just unlocked after you learn to craft them. I think so. Yeah. So uh, you 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 find recipes. Like sometimes you'll you can buy them from a shop. Some of the characters will give you them. You can find them on uh, bottles that have washed up on the beach. Sometimes you'll just collect something and your character will get that inspiration. And then you can go into uh, Tom Nook's tent use his crafting bench and and use it to, to fancy up your house or your island. Uh, one of the big changes here, you can put your stuff outside of your home now so you, you can like 
really get a handle on designing things. It's it's not just a, a pre-built building that you put in uh, that just takes a couple of days to put in. Yeah, so that 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 crafting element, um, I'm, I I feel like that adds a lot to this game, and it's it's given me more impetus to to keep playing uh, longer on a day than I usually would. How are you guys finding that? I actually kind of feel like the whole breaking tools thing is. It reminded me of Breath of the Wild, how you just always have to kind of be on top of resources and and having things, and maybe even using items that aren't as high quality as you uh, want them to be, just because that's all you can do at that given time. Yeah, my only frustration with it at this point is that I'll set out for the day to go do something, and then I'll get across the river as I've as I've got the pole vaulting thing now. Uh, and start chopping, and then it breaks straight away, and I have to run back to Tomonok yeah. to go craft another one. And they they don't really give you enough inventory space to sort of work around that. I don't know if you can improve that later. You can with Nook Miles. There's a, ah. a thing, and it like feels like it adds another row of items. So I did ah, that okay. as soon as possible for that exact reason. That is a good call. I will check that out when I go back. Yeah, it does feel like there's a bit more resource management in this one. I'm I'm not sure if I'm sold on it yet, but I don't know. It means that everything that you do can be like in New Leaf, you'd uh, you know pull out weeds just mm-hmm. to pull out weeds, but in this one, you pull out weeds and you can use it, use them as um, resources for building things. So I guess it's a, a bit of a and uh, also. Uh... Timmy Nook wants to buy them off you if you if you've run out of things to craft with them, uh, making you a weed dealer. Literally, sorry yeah. kids, sorry kids, ask your parents. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I just feel like uh, it, it gives me a goal to work towards. Whereas quite often in in New Leaf there'd be days where I'd go on and like you say, you just you're just doing things because you can do it, not because you've got a purpose. Yeah, I think I've actually found that. Because I've been selling resources just because they haven't been instantly useful. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just not in that mindset that this is yeah. a game where you kind of want a stockpile, kind of like in Minecraft. <laughs> so I'm struggling at the moment because I just don't have enough wood. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Andrew, how, how are you finding that crafting element? I don't mind it so much because it, it enforces a real you know, sense of a... A timeline I guess on each of my days because on the older Animal Crossing games I would just fish for hours on end because I wouldn't I wouldn't know how to stop basically uh, <laughs> it would be like oh I go out to fish and then I, I saw my fish and I'm like oh let's fish some more and fish some more and fish some more and fish some more now my fishing rod breaks okay I'm done for the day uh, and uh I got the pretty good tools recipe DIY recipes from the Nook Miles kiosk and those tools actually last for a, a pretty decent amount of time. So hmm. I I don't mind that system all that much because it does add that sense of I, I've done enough today and I don't want to craft another tool right now to replace the one that just broke. I can do it in the morning. I've got the resources for it, and if I don't, it's not hard to get the resources to build them. I just need to take the time to do it, and that'll be the first thing I do when I start my day tomorrow, and then when that bug net breaks, when that fishing rod breaks, when that axe breaks, then I'm done for the day, and I can move on versus my experience with the older Animal Crossing games where I kind of got caught in a vortex of... Where where is the point that I stop? So, <laughs> I, I yeah well, I don't mind this system at all. I was saying in the uh, in New Leaf, for example, my only goal really was just to get the best house possible, and that was just like my little self-imposed like this is my goal, and and when I've done that, I probably consider the game complete as much as you can with this endless life simulator i think yeah as close as you get to beating the game is completely paying off your house i think that's as closest as animal crossing gets to that goal Uh, and uh whereas this i've got a lot of micro goals so i'm like it's either like okay i want to craft something cool to make my house look nice or i uh you know i want to revamp this area over here and and all that i feel i feel like that's giving me more like 
day-to-day agency um, on that thing where you said about the uh, your tour breaks and you think cool that's that part of it done I'll go do something else and then when that's done like it's a short play session I think this game more than New Leaf does a better job of training you that it's it's the sort of thing you're meant to play for an hour to an hour and a half every night and then Mm. move on to something else especially with uh, how it very, very... It, it, some people have complained about it, but it, it does start slow. Uh, I'll be honest, when I heard people complaining that it starts slow, my immediate thought was, have you never played Animal Crossing? Well, apparently many people haven't. When it releases the same day as Doom Eternal, you know, different gears. And uh, having uh, played it now, I can see, yes, it is slower uh, than at least the, the New Leaf. But I feel like there's so much new stuff here that it is it's worth taking that um slower uh dive into it because you you don't want to be overwhelmed so like you know we've in the show notes here we've got the structure so initially you're confined by that river we hinted at before i couldn't put my tent where i wanted it because uh, you needed the vaulting pole uh and then you know two days in you can craft the vaulting pole and that opens up more areas and then you can get the fossils that then you can give to blathers to help start get the museum on on its legs and uh you can't get up the cliff faces yet um it's almost like a metroidvania yeah and uh i don't know i kind of i appreciate that because yeah especially with that crafting thing if 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 i was just left to my own devices uh with limitless things to craft like in minecraft i'd be there for hours so i Mm kind of like that they're locking me to you know at max a couple of hours a day and then i can move on to more engaging video gamey games i guess yeah the big thing on twitter right now is there's the animal crossing memes slash jokes right now is 30 pieces of iron ore because that's what you need Mm -hmm. to get the first nook's cranny shop built in addition to a bunch of wood but the wood is much easier to get so that's what everybody (sighs) is stuck on right now is 30 pieces of iron ore because you can only get them out of the rocks yeah And you probably don't have enough rocks on your own island to Mm. do that in a day. Yeah. So, like, the people who know what they're doing, they're farming the Nook Miles uh, using the Nook Miles Plus, which are smaller goals that you can do as much as you want over the course of a day. So people are focusing on those so they can buy the tickets that let them go to the Proc Gen Islands, and they're getting the iron ore there. The people who Mm. already have the shot built, that's what they've done. They're they're the smart people who know what they're doing. Uh, But I'm perfectly happy to just get the iron ore from the rocks on my own island over time. I'm in no rush, and I'm going to have it done tomorrow, and that's day three that the game's been out for me in the U.S. time zones. But, um... I'm I'm perfectly happy with that. Yeah, this game is a is a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's not something you rush through to then move on to something else. It it should just become like part of your daily routine. Yeah, there's always something to do, but it doesn't make you feel like you have to do it right now. Yeah, and this it's it's completely not overwhelming. Like I started Stardew when it launched on Switch, um, and we were going to have a big three way talk about it, and I just bailed on it because I just I I was stressed at like not knowing that what i was doing was the right thing even though it's pretty open it was it was that classic frozen by choice thing whereas this is just so chill about it that choice paralysis kills so many games for me and stardew valley uh, stardew valley was one of them (laughs) i think having animal crossing tied to real time is a huge help for it yeah in that regard uh, it was funny though because today was the first time I could actually play it in daytime outside of those opening hours that aren't <laughs> tracked by your real clock. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. That... I am worried about that. They've added some quality of life features, like uh, the shop now has a drop box that you can drop items to at night, so you can sell things at night. But you don't get the money until the next day in your mailbox, and you still can't mm. buy things. Because in, in New Leaf, there was the town ordinances that you could enact. Yeah, I was just going to ask. Because I know you can build a town hall in this eventually, but mm-hmm. until then, I guess, yeah. Yeah, it's like, without bummer. the night owl ordinances, are people like Andy who could only get to the game at night, or like me, I prefer to play games at night. Like, mm-hmm. am I just kind of screwed on Animal Crossing? I'm not going to lie. Uh, the past Animal Crossing games I've played, there have been a few things that I just have not been able to interact with because I'm not built to interact with them. Like, Joan the sow who sells uh, turnips on Sunday mornings 
I can probably count the number of times I've woken up early enough to talk to her on Sunday morning on one hand. <laughs> so I've just never bothered with the turnip market or the, the stock market. Turnip stocks, stock market. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I missed her this morning, actually. So I didn't even know that was a thing because I like to sleep. <laughs> hey, same. Yeah, you, you can get around it with uh, changing your system clock, but it's not something I really want to do or feel comfortable. No. I want to play it as intended. Yeah. So. Yeah. Now, the the one thing that we didn't have on here was the uh, design system where you get a uh, an app on your Nook phone, which we have mentioned. Uh, Tom Nook gives you a phone that has uh, lots of neat things on it, uh, tracking your, your Nook miles, which, uh, again, we're prob- we probably didn't explain those very properly. They're, they're like um, loyalty cards where you, you'll complete tasks and you'll get stamps and then you'll get a currency for that, which is Nook miles, which you can then spend on stuff. Um, that's flybys. Yeah, pretty much. And that's how you pay for your tent initially, and then, then you move on to the traditional bells, which is Animal Crossing's usual currency. In my head, I'm just picturing that, that Simpsons gag where they buy the uh, theme park <laughs> money and then walk in and nowhere accepts it. Yeah, um, if you scratch your bucks. <laughs> that's the one. Uh, it's more fun. Um, <laughs> that's what I was uh, worried it was going to be at first. Yeah. Or, or some sort of you know premium currency that ties in with the mobile game, which which is a you know pay to win game. Thank God. My original point was that on the app there is a uh, like a design feature where you get a, a grid where you can do pixel art, um, and it sort of smooths it out. Uh, you're drawing out, so it makes it look really really cool. Uh, and you can slap that thing on your face as face paint. You can slap it on clothes. You can. Uh, it sort of gives you like a, a tank top initially to wear it on, but I think you can unlock other clothing styles to put your logos on. Um, Andrew already made the Switch Focus podcast logo. Very uh, badly. I was going <laughs> to have a crack at it. It's better than anything I would have ended up with. Um, so, uh, yeah, so sign two that I'm really missing the football is that I just said about man- making a bunch of Liverpool <laughs> tops. So I've, yeah. got, I've got one with the big the big liver bird on the front. I think I you saw that, yeah. There are communities out there that just do nothing but make Animal Crossing art. I'm sure somebody's made not just Liverpool, but the entire English League yeah. logos. <laughs> and you, you can, uh, using the Nintendo Switch app, using the new Animal Crossing extension that's in there on your smartphone, like not your Nook phone, your actual smartphone, in the meat space, um, you can actually scan QR codes using that and it'll automatically add patterns into your game so you don't have to make them yourself which is handy yeah that's neat um this it just takes me back to a couple of things both racing games uh funnily enough with the the grid chat earlier um rage racer on playstation one uh in that game that was the first rage racer where you uh, ridge racer game we actually signed with a team and you could decorate the the car bonnet as you wanted and it was a similar premise as this and there was some really uh, cool applications of that I saw on the internet. Um, and uh, Forza Motorsport 2, uh, which I absolutely adored. I spent more time, though, in the, the decal creation, like doing some like mega detailed stuff. This is just... This this thing in Animal Crossing just plugs into something in me that, that I'll, I'll be on this doing like cool stuff constantly. And, uh, yeah, you can also turn it into art to put in on your walls or... Uh, on an easel in the corner in my tent. Uh, Wallpaper. Which is floors. who it is at this point. Yeah, my house isn't built yet. It's, it's coming tomorrow, apparently. Oh, it's still on the tent. You'll just yeah, wake up on... in a house. <laughs> you won't remember it. It's terrifying. <laughs> I hadn't even... The, I'll be, like, checking where my kidneys are and stuff. Um, <laughs> One, two, and three. <laughs> uh, I hadn't even realised... Uh, that I had enough miles to get the house. I probably could have had that yesterday. Um, I I just done that thing where I assumed that he's such a crook that I'd have to wait a while and and live in the tent for a bit. But yeah, so yeah, so that, that that's something I'll keep plugging away on. Um, was the scanning the codes your way of getting quick cool stuff, or did you have another trick for that, Andrew? Uh, there is a trick where you can take images on the internet. It can be any image you want, but the smaller it is, the better it works. And you put it into uh, image editing software, Photoshop works, or you can use GIMP. And GIMP is open source, free download, so it's a lot easier to use. And you just shrink the image down to 32 
pixels by 32 pixels, which is how big the, the grid is in Animal Crossing, then you can just copy it over pixel by pixel. And mm. yeah, uh, it, it works better or worse depending upon the image you're using. Uh, that was how I, I made our Switch Focus logo. And oh, nice. it looks okay. But then our, our sound editor, Craig, he actually took the time to draw the logo in the actual in the actual game instead of shrinking our current logo in in GIMP and copying the pixels <laughs> over, which is the method I used. So his actually says switch focus and mine is just a bunch of squiggly black lines where the letters are supposed to be. Uh, so. You know, he needs to send me the QR code for that. I'm sure he will. Craig, what are you doing? Why isn't it Craig, in Discord, get Craig? On. Well, time, time is money, Craig. It's, it's not Craig's fault, actually. Um because you can't actually share QR codes from the game for some reason. You can only mm. import them from the older versions of the game, uh, from Happy Home Academy and from New Leaf. And there are people who have cracked the QR code and have made web apps that you can make images in and then it'll generate a QR code that you can then scan into the game. But any images you make in this game, you can't share a QR code for, at least as far as I know, which seems less than ideal hopefully they come up with a way to make it so we can share patterns with each other um i did see one where someone's uh entire house's wallpaper was uh, jesse from breaking bad screaming <laughs> just <laughs> repeated <laughs> that's hilarious yeah so that was uh, an element where I, I didn't realize like that that crafting and creative streak was going to go into such depth um there's some really cool stuff i, I think you can layer those designs down anywhere on the island as well so mm -hmm. uh, when uh, when Gulliver the, the seagull turns up I've seen one where someone <laughs> had put a blood stain under his head <laughs> and then and then started digging a hole next to him as, as this two part <laughs> screenshot uh, someone had uh, uh, Link from Link's Awakening Game Boy version laying on the beach there's, uh, there's some really cool applications of this so it's just a it's just a cool place to hang out I just, uh, Andrew's got this on the show notes, I have to raise it because it's hilarious, about how there's so many guides popping up on a lot of the major website about how to unlock something in Animal Crossing, and the answer is always just, just keep playing the game. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, so I think that about covers this early chat. We've all only had like three days with it anyway. Um, and as I say, it's it's going to be a regular feature. We'll just check in, see how we're going and what we've unlocked and if anything cool or notable has happened. Uh, my early thoughts on this are extremely positive with just this, the, the typical Animal Crossing element of hanging out with your, your villagers and, and finding out all about them and doing stuff for them and building things and, you know, developing the area. Uh, crossed with the the Minecrafty element of you know crafting cool things to make your island look nicer or put things where you want them. Like uh, I haven't even got to the terrain editing stuff, which I know is coming later. Uh, and then this this creative stuff. It's just like a really cool game to just bum around in for a bit, uh, a couple of hours every night. Um, and I definitely want to keep playing it. I just want this in in my rotation, and uh, I feel like it's going to be get home from work. I'm going to eat. We're going to sit down to chill, and this will be the first thing I do is just like my uh, unwind from uh, my full time job, and then jump into other things, um, which this week will probably be Doom Eternal, as we talked about earlier. Yeah. So Andrew, what are your uh, three day early thoughts on this one? A pretty positive. Um, it's kind of like playing the prehistory of your town in other Animal Crossing games, I can see where this is developing mm -hmm. towards what those towns already are when you first move into them, but this is like you being the founder instead of the random person who moved to the town and then made it successful versus the podunk backwater it usually starts off as. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I foresee this being the game I play the most this year. I love the music. The music is excellent, which is not surprising for an Animal Crossing game. But mm -hmm. I, I always, I always have to remind myself how good the music is in 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 them and how they change hour to hour. Uh, I love the Animal Crossing levels in Smash in Smash Brothers because they they replicate that. And mm -hmm. yeah, uh, very positive, very strong outlook for this game for the coming year. I'm sure we'll be talking about it a lot <laughs> this year. 
We'll probably reach a point where we have to agree to stop talking about it because then it'll just be swirling in circles, redundant. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what I will say is um, just to add on to that. Although we we probably have this direct coming next week, um, we have no idea what Nintendo are releasing this year uh, at all. But for the wild too. Um, yeah. yeah. Ho- hopefully, ah, oh, give it to me. Uh, I definitely think this is an early contender for Switch Game of the Year three days in but we'll, we'll see how that pans out, long way to go yet but uh, yeah, I think it's definitely going to be in the conversation come the end. Uh, and Tori your uh, your final thoughts on, on your early playtime with it? Um, I mean, it's hard to get an Animal Crossing game wrong. I like the new direction that they're taking things with the sort of the more involved crafting and exploring and things like that so yeah, I'm very hopeful Feels like there's never going to be any shortage of things to do or to look forward to. Mm-hmm. I, I found myself pleasantly surprised each day I've played it. So yeah, yeah. Hopefully those surprises keep coming, and then then of course there's going to be the seasonal events as well. So maybe if we do stop talking about it on a episode by episode basis, then we uh, we can at least delve into the events and see what there is to do and talk about that a little bit. Well, it's worth mentioning that this is done by the Splatoon team, and oh. Mm. I yeah. didn't know that. So I, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's uh, I can't remember his name. No, Nagomi, Nagomi. I can't remember. Mm. Um, yeah, him and his team worked on this from the beginning, I believe. Oh wow! Well, that's cool. That, that gives a good sign for support. Um, yeah. Until they randomly stop, for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two years in, and then people will be like, "That means there's another one coming," and then it'll be. Uh, a card game or something equally random. <laughs> it's still the most popular Switch game. People are still playing it. It's still the top searches on Twitter. People still mm. love it. It's still a top seller. Oh, we're going to stop supporting it now. We're yeah. done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, that's Animal Crossing. Uh, three thumbs up. Or six thumbs up, I guess. We wholeheartedly recommend you, you join in the Zeitgeist and start playing it. Peer pressure. Okay, finally, uh, what are we going to be playing in this coming week, Andrew? There's actually nothing coming out this week that I know of or that I'm interested in. So I, I picked something out of my backlog, which is Way of the Passive Fist, uh, which is uh, some kind of side-scrolling action platformer uh, that I've had my eye on for quite some time. Uh, and I, I hope it's going to be good. Nice. Uh, I have no idea, apart from Animal Crossing. Uh, maybe I'll plug away at uh, Doom 64... Uh, like a little bit every night maybe that's that's what I do um, I did pick up a game called Submerged uh, which is meant to be a very short mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. peaceful exploration game that uh, was super cheap on, on the store this week and I got it with uh, my points so I might check that out at some point uh, and Tori, what are you playing this week? Well, Animal Crossing of course but <laughs> um, on Switch it'll be Doom 64 as well Nice uh, and that's it Thank you for listening to this episode of the Switch Focus Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us to get noticed. You can uh, subscribe on Stitcher, TuneIn, and other podcast services, including Spotify. Uh, Be sure to join our Discord server to interact with the lively Switch Focus community. And you can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and at switchfocuspodcast.com for updates, news, and other content. Links are in the show notes. If you want to support the show, you can buy us a coffee. Details for that are on our website. Thanks in advance. This episode was edited by Craig Windle. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at CraigityCraig, or you can also follow his music career. Uh, he composed all of the uh, chiptune interludes in this episode. Uh, you can follow that at Windmills at Dawn. Uh, and if you want to follow the regular panelists individually on Twitter, you can do so. I'm at Flame Roast Toast. Andrew is at Play Critically. And uh, Tori, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Stewtwo, S-T-W-T-W-O. No worries. And that's it. See you next time.
Crossing, but made with Catholic guilt. 